My sister-in-law, Estefania, makes the most delicious arroz con pollo. It is so good. Now, when we're in Argentina, whenever we go to her house for dinner, you better believe one of those nights, arroz con pollo is what's going to be served. Que rico. Real quick, you might know arroz con pollo as chicken and yellow rice. So Jonathan does most of the cooking in our home, and one of the things we often eat is arroz con pollo. I remember one night, Jonathan was going to be getting home late, so when we were planning dinner that morning, I said something like, oh, I can make arroz con pollo. And he looked at me and was like, um, no. <laughs> now let's get something clear. I've made arroz con pollo several times, and it was good, and Jonathan and Luda ate it. But I'm well aware that my arroz con pollo is not Estefania's arroz con pollo. And although I've talked to her about it and I've incorporated the pointer she's given me, it isn't the same. I'm making chicken and yellow rice, not arroz con pollo. What's the difference? There's a degree of authenticity missing. Now, does that mean that someone who isn't Latino can't make authentic arroz con pollo? No, it does not. And that also doesn't mean that every Latino person makes great arroz con pollo either. Authenticity is what people are looking for. People want authenticity in their food. We need authenticity in our relationships. And we definitely crave authenticity in marketing. So today, we're going to talk about authenticity in marketing. These days especially, more and more consumers want brands to be authentic. That is one of the things that makes inclusive marketing and really most marketing effective, authenticity. So we're going to get into the ins and outs of authenticity in marketing after this short break. Okay, I've got another podcast recommendation for you. It's Latinx in Power, hosted by Thaisa Fernandez. It's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. This podcast features interviews with top-level executives, entrepreneurs, and innovators from Latin America, aiming to demystify the tech industry by providing listeners with insider perspectives and insight from Latin American leaders who have succeeded in their fields. I like listening to this podcast because I like hearing from a broad diversity of voices and hearing from and learning from their experiences. One episode I'm super excited to dive into is the latest one, Lead Generation Journey with Glenville Dixon Jr. Listen to Latinx Empower wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, let's start with what authentic actually means because we want to have an authentic (laughs) definition of the word authentic, okay? All right, so here's some definitions that I came across of undisputed origin, genuine, not false or copied, real. Now, I remember this episode from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that illustrated the concept perfectly. Oh, Will! We know you're homesick, so we got you something to cheer you up. Oh, wow, thanks. Oh, thanks a lot. What is it? (laughs) It's a sandwich composed of cheese, steak, and a croissant de boulanger from the Cafe Antoinette in Beverly Hills. It's a Philadelphia cheese steak, Will. (laughs) Nice try, Uncle Phil, but this is not a Philadelphia cheese steak. See, look at the bag. No grease stain. This one, authentic Philadelphia cheesesteak. You can see right through the bag by now. Oh, I'm sorry you don't like it, Will. I'll dispose of it later. I'll throw it out. I'll dispose of it later. 
Later on in the episode, one of Will's Philly friends came through with a bag that was saturated with grease. And this was Will's response. Hey, 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 hey. I smell something greasy. Yo, a cheesesteak. Now, this is the real deal. It's really hard to fake authenticity. So why is authenticity in marketing so relevant? Consumers need and want to know they can trust and believe what you say. If it comes across as if you will do and say anything to get people to buy your product, that isn't really the look that people are going for. Consumers want to get to know and evaluate whether or not the real you is right for them, not a manufactured or contorted version of you that you're presenting to win some points. When you are inauthentic, you actually have the opposite impact of what you intended. You push people away from you rather than draw them to you. No bueno. The consequences of being inauthentic outweigh any perceived benefits you'll get for trying to be cool. All right, so let's walk through some common ways brands struggle to be authentic. The first is by jumping on trends and slang that are not in keeping with your brand voice. All right, so have you ever tried to chat with someone who's in a younger generation than you, or at least 10 years younger than you, and try to use the language and slang they use to connect with them? Most times they will look at you annoyed like, what are you doing? They might even say something like, that doesn't even sound right. They are letting you know that what you're saying is off-brand for you and that you should just stop. They are aware that you're doing it just to look cool and to try to get an in with them. But the way to connect with someone, whether it's your kids, your nieces and nephews, or your customers, isn't to try and use their slang if it isn't natural to you. It's to be the cool version of you. Do you. Be yourself. Dr. Valerie Fridland is a sociolinguist, professor, and author. She was on the Lead Balloon podcast talking about brands using slang in their marketing and it falling flat. I'm going to link to the full episode here because it was really fascinating and full of examples to illustrate this point. So you'll find that in the show notes. So in that episode, there were two things that Dr. Valerie said that I wanted to share with you The first one is really all about why brands using slang or uh, terminology or trends that aren't really keeping with the way in which their brand personality is or the way in which they normally talk, why it kind of backfires. She says, so that's exactly the problem is once you start to adopt it into a culture in which it doesn't really fit or belong, or now it's shared by everybody, even people that don't embody that characteristic, it's no longer a very useful tool. If brands that don't necessarily have any kind of youth culture built into their brand, then it's appropriation in a way that people don't like and it will turn them off. All right, so notice that she said two words there that we've talked about more than a few times on this podcast, belonging and appropriation. Brands should be communicating in a way and with words and phrases that feel like they belong with the brand. Life is about belonging. And as a result of that, business is about belonging. So for a brand to make others feel like they belong with them, you have to do things that are true to you. Speaking of appropriation, we talked a great deal about that. And specifically in this context of language on the previous episode, number 97, Inclusive Marketing Ethics. I'll drop a link to it in the show notes for you in case you haven't listened yet. 
Okay, here's another gem from Dr. Valerie Fridland that really sums this whole thing up. She says, I think we put a lot of value on authenticity in our culture. We do not like it when someone takes on characteristics that we feel we have some sort of ownership over, and that can be youth culture. That could be African-American culture. That can be feminine culture, masculine culture. Whatever that culture is, we recognize what it means to be an authentic member of that culture, and we value that. And so when we see groups that don't have the authority in that community to be doing that, that's considered really inauthentic. And we do not like it when people appropriate our values because it can come across as mocking. That doesn't really serve our purposes when you're marketing. Okay, so what's the bottom line here? A sure way to be inauthentic in your marketing is to start jumping on trends and slang that aren't a natural part of the way your brand speaks and talks. Okay, a second way that brands are often coming across as inauthentic in their marketing is by using influencers that you know or we know don't use the product. And sometimes maybe they do even use a product, but as consumers, we can't even imagine them using the product. It just doesn't compute in our brains. I remember this Buick commercial I saw years ago where Shaquille O'Neal was a spokesperson for it. All I could remember thinking was, I know Shaq don't drive no Buick. I was definitely not alone in that sentiment. There were lots of commentary online with people saying something similar. It even made it to a segment of Jimmy Kimmel. Did you ever watch that segment of his show, Mean Tweets, where celebrities are reading mean tweets that people said about them or sent to them? You know, NBA players and personalities tend to be very active on Twitter. And while Twitter does give them an opportunity to connect with their fans, it also opens them up to a lot of criticism. Some people have no problem tweeting terrible things to celebrities, and it can hurt. So tonight, we asked some of the folks working in and around the NBA to read some of the most unpleasant tweets ever written about them for a special NBA edition of Mean Tweets. And here is Shaq reading a mean tweet someone wrote to him about that very Buick commercial. You and that Buick commercial, you know you don't fit in that Buick. That's supposed to be me. We need your marketing to be believable. And that means the people that you are putting in front of us, who you are showcasing as using your marketing, it needs to be believable. We, we want them to be authentic users of your brand. All right. Other ways that brands are inauthentic or come off as inauthentic in their marketing. One is saying you stand for one thing, but not actually backing it up with your actions. So one of my favorite examples of this came from a few years ago on International Women's Day. There were so many brands who were talking about all the contributions of women and how much they valued women. And they were just going on and on and on in these posts. Someone created this bot so that whenever someone used a hashtag, which was about International Women's Day, the bot would then go and quickly analyze their numbers and they would come back with a really snarky response. Oh, like you say that you value women and women are important to you. Look, your the gender pay gap is like 50% in your company. And they would go and get actual numbers of the gender wage gap for each of these companies. So these companies are saying, we value women. You're amazing. You're wonderful. You're so important to our society. You're so important to our, our company. 
But then they actually weren't backing up their actions because they were paying women in their own company a lesser salary. It was not cool. And it came off super, super, super inauthentic. Like you're just saying one thing, but really you're not supporting us at all. I'm going to go and look up some of those tweets and plan to drop them into the show notes so you can see them if you have not already. Another way brands are inauthentic in their marketing is whenever they try to capitalize on moments in culture in a way that feels insensitive and opportunistic. Remember in 2020, after the murder of George Floyd, there were a ton of protests and, you know, a lot of tension and things happening in culture particularly as it relates to the Black Lives Matter movement. And there was this Pepsi ad that came out with Kendall Jenner that basically was a big protest that was happening in the street. And it seemed to be a standoff between protesters and police. And then out walks Kendall Jenner with a Pepsi and she opens it. And then suddenly everyone is friends again and they're cheering and it just sort of saved the day. And we know that that's not true. You know that that doesn't happen. It just very much felt like Pepsi was making light of a very heavy situation. They were trying to capitalize it. And it felt so insensitive and opportunistic. And it just, it was not a good look for Pepsi at all. Don't do this. Don't try to take moments that are happening in society, especially heavy ones, where there are higher stakes involved and try to make it about your brand. Let's not do that. Another way brands come off as inauthentic is whenever they make a commercial or an ad that talks about how diverse they are. We don't want you to tell us in an ad that you're so diverse because it really communicates that, like, why are you having to tell us this? Instead, show us how inclusive and diverse you are. Don't feel like you have to put an ad together, including all the United Colors of Benetton and all the people who have various identities and showing them working together and using your product or whatever. That is a surefire way to come off as inauthentic. And then one last way that we will cover of common ways in which brands come off as inauthentic in their marketing is through whenever they are using a creative brief to execute upon some research that are insights, that are cultural intelligence insights that they've got based upon different communities that are often underrepresented and underserved. And as you're looking at the commercial, it feels like someone is really trying hard to execute the brief. Like they've read it, they know what it should be doing, But because they don't have the lived experience or the actual cultural competence, not just something that they've read, the execution comes off really cumbersome and robotic rather than something that comes off natural and authentic. I was doing a content review for a client one time and they had showed me a series of ads that they wanted me to react to. In one ad, they showed, oh, I can't remember what the brand was, but it was like a food brand. And as I was looking at the ad, it was designed to reach Spanish speakers or the Latino market. And the way the ad played out on screen, for me, it felt like 
on the creative brief, it said, oh, there is a mix of people in this culture who use both English and Spanish in their talking. It's a combination of this bilingual usage of their switching in and out. Because that insight is very true. The way that insight played out, though, on the commercial, it was a little girl and she was, let's say she said a sentence, and the first half of the sentence was in English and the second half was in Spanish. Like, check the box. We have created this commercial and we've said the insight, oh, there's a mix of English and Spanish, like in terms of the way in which people are using the language. And it just felt like not authentic. It felt inauthentic in the way in which, or the the actual execution of this insight. You know, I this happens on a regular basis here in our home with Luna. Luna is bilingual. She We only speak to her in Spanish here at home whenever she's at daycare or she's interacting with my family or out and about, the rest of her world is in English. So she's got a lot more English words right now than she does Spanish. The English words right now are easier for her to say, actually. So whenever Luna is, whenever she's talking to me and Jonathan, oftentimes she is mixing English and Spanish, but it's not like, oh, half of the sentence is in English and then half of it is in Spanish. Whenever she doesn't have the word to say fully in Spanish, she just kind of drops in the English one, and it's like this mix of Spanglish, right? But there's no rhyme or reason. It doesn't feel forced. It's just like a natural way in which that happens. So one time she was sending a video message to Jonathan. She and I were at home, and she was frustrated with me. So she sends a message, and she says, Hola, Papa. I love you. Mama's not nice. Ah, me which basically means, hi, dad, I love you. Mommy's not being nice to me. And it was just a lovely mix of both of the languages. No particular rhyme or reason. It's just the words that she knew to use in that particular context at that moment. And the key thing here is whenever brands are trying to execute on an insight, but it's very clear that the people who are working on the team don't actually have any lived experiences. So they're basically going off of trying to execute what they see on the page rather than having a full understanding of the way in which something actually plays out in practice. Not authentic at all. Okay, after this short break, I'm gonna come back to you with simple ways of how you can be authentic in your marketing, which will draw the people in which you're trying to reach closer to you. Finding a service solution that helps you better connect with customers and keep them happy can feel impossible. Like trying to remember the name of that guy you just met at a networking event. Was it Ron or could it be Don or John or Sean? Yeah, that kind of impossible. HubSpot's all new service hub can help. Well, with the service solution part, at least. It brings service and success together on one powerful platform, for the first time ever. With an AI-powered help desk and an AI chatbot that handles frontline tickets fast. Plus it comes with a customer success workspace that helps reps anticipate customer needs. In a full 360 view of every customer, so your go-to-market team can keep a pulse on accounts before trying to upsell or cross-sell. Also, you can scale support and drive retention and revenue. And you know what that means, better service and happier customers at every stage of the journey. 
Visit HubSpot.com slash service to do more for your customers today. Okay, let's walk through a couple of ways in which you can demonstrate authenticity in your marketing. The first way is to engage in marketing that is aligned with your values. So that means, first and foremost, you have to have stated values. You have to be able to communicate those values in a regular way to the people in which you're serving And then you have to live them, right? And incorporate those into your marketing so it makes sense. Ben & Jerry's is a prime example of infusing their values into their marketing. So Ben & Jerry's, they are a social justice warrior. That is their inclusive brand type. And they are very clear that one of the reasons that they are in business, they've confined their overall mission to their social justice work and their activism. So one of their values or one of the causes that they stand for is all about LGBTQ plus equality and rights. And that's something that they talk about all the time. Like they're infusing it as a normal part of their marketing. If you're going to their socials, you will see commentary and stats and posts about this issue, particularly as well as all the other ones that they've said are important to them. So a couple of years ago, whenever gay marriage was not or struck down or it wasn't approved in Australia, Ben and Jerry's incorporated something about this in their marketing, which they banned two of the same flavor in a cone. I'll go back and I will drop a link to one of those ads in the show notes so you can see it. They are marketing and engaging in their marketing. They're talking about a topic that is happening in culture, particularly in that case it was in Australia, but it was something that didn't come out of the blue. They just didn't suddenly start talking about it. Ben and Jerry's had been talking about this particular issue from a social sphere on a regular basis. So we want you to be communicating about your values throughout your marketing so that whenever it does come time to talk about something that is happening in the culture or whenever it does come time to highlight something specifically that you feel needs to be spoken on, it won't feel like it's come out of left field. It will make sense because it's in keeping with the way in which you show up on a regular basis. A second way to ensure that your marketing is authentic is to make sure that the way in which your brand communicates is in keeping with your brand's personality and your brand character. So I don't know if you have seen on Twitter or X now the Wendy's account, they've got these really spicy tweets and snarky tweets, and they're already always kind of throwing shade at different brands and different people. That is a part of Wendy's brand personality and character that they have established over the years on their social channels. If all of a sudden, another brand who had a very corporate profile and they suddenly wanted to start roasting people the way Wendy's does, it would feel like, what are you doing? Like, this isn't something that you've normally done or that it just seems out of character. The reminder here is to stay very close and true to your defined brand personality and brand character. That doesn't mean that you can't evolve over time, but know that that evolution has to be gradual for people to be able to take the journey along with you rather than just something that they're just wake up to and, oh my gosh, you just talking in a different way and behaving in a different way that is in complete opposition or a complete departure from what you've done previously. 
Another recommendation for being authentic in your marketing is referring parts of shared culture that you and your customer connect on. And I really want to emphasize shared points of connection here. That's where a lot of people get in trouble. We were talking a lot about slang earlier because they are trying to pick up and engage on parts of culture that are not their own. But instead, we want you to embrace culture. We want you to be aware of what people are talking about, what is current events, the ways, things that are important to people, things that are top of mind for the consumers that you're serving. But the idea is to do things that are shared. So if you start talking about it, it won't feel like you've appropriated it. It won't feel like it's an odd thing for you to cover. It's something that is relevant to people like us. So an example of shared parts of culture is remember whenever Game of Thrones was on and people were talking about Game of Thrones all the time it wouldn't have felt wrong whenever brands start engaging in Game of Thrones references because Game of Thrones was a part of a shared culture. It didn't belong to one generation. It didn't belong to one ethnic group. It was something that was happening in real time for people all over the world. So people who watched Game of Thrones would have gotten those references and it wouldn't have felt like, oh, what are they doing? Why are they talking about this? So the key here is to lean into shared parts of culture that belong to everyone that won't suddenly go out of style if you start referencing it or talking about it in your marketing. Another way to be authentic in your marketing is to hire people on your team and collaborate with people who have identities that are parts of the communities you want to reach. So remember I was talking earlier about those execution of brands where it felt like they were reading a brief and like they didn't really actually understand or had an experience and practice the insight that they were trying to bring to life in their marketing. That challenge goes away whenever you have people on your team who add the identities and lived experiences of the people that you want to serve. They can bring that baked in cultural intelligence and cultural knowledge to really bring those types of things to life. I remember I was talking to Matthew Sang, who is a co-founder of the Ant Humanity Inclusive Marketing Agency. We were talking on this podcast, I'll drop a link to it in the show notes for you, where he was referencing an ad that Nike did for Lunar New Year that made him feel so seen. And it was so true to his culture, to what he remembered growing up. And he commented, man, like, There's no way someone could have read this insight and brought this commercial to life with the emotion and the authenticity, the way that it was done. There were absolutely people with lived experiences on that team that were able to make that commercial what it was and have the impact that it had. So you want to make sure that you have people on your team who can help you do better work and do more authentic marketing. Another way to be authentic in your marketing is use real people that use and love your product. So whether that's influencers, whether that's actual testimonials from consumers, as you are starting to use user-generated content or you want to reach out and have that type of sponsored content, actually get people who are already using your product. It will go so much further in the authenticity and the value and the trust that people have that 
the benefits of your product are really true. Another way to be authentic, show, don't tell. Show me you're inclusive rather than trying way to tell me how inclusive you are. One of my favorite examples of this comes from Amazon Alexa. Whenever they had a Super Bowl commercial a couple of years ago with Michael B. Jordan. I love Michael B. Jordan, but he wasn't the reason why the commercial was so great. They really changed the narrative about what beauty was when they had this Black woman, a dark-skinned Black woman with natural hair as like the lead in this ad. I just, I felt so seen and I loved it. And basically, I felt like Amazon Alexa and the team that worked on this ad, they had very clear insights about what Black women needed to see in the narrative that previously existed about like what beauty really is. And they were able to execute on it in this ad beautifully without making the ad about beauty and changing the narrative. They just were able, with their casting and the storyline that they had, tell this story. They showed me that they got me and that they were inclusive and that they understood me without having to tell me that they got me and that they were being inclusive show versus tell, and that will help you be much more authentic. I'll drop a link to that ad and to the show notes. All right. Consumers want you to be authentic. We walked through some common ways in which brands are not authentic and some principles that you can incorporate into the way you create the product services and experiences that you deliver in your communications so that you can be more authentic. That's it for today's episode. If you like this show, I would so appreciate it if you would share it with a friend, colleague, or someone in your network. It really does go a long way toward helping more people discover the show. And I would also love it and appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review for the show in your podcast player of choice. Remember, people respond to actual reviews of people who are use or enjoy the product. So when people see your views about why the show is beneficial for you, it actually goes a long way towards helping them see that this is a show worth listening to. They need your authentic and true opinion. So go ahead and leave a rating for in review for the show. It really does go a long way. Other quick question for you. Are you getting the inclusion and marketing newsletter? Each week I send news, insights, commentary, stories, all kinds of good stuff to help you build an inclusive brand authentically that makes more of the people you serve and the more of the people that you want to serve feel like they belong with you. Go to inclusionandmarketing.com slash newsletter to get signed up. Thanks for hanging out. Until next time, remember... Everyone deserves to have a place where they belong. Let's use our individual and collective power to ensure more people feel like they do. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you soon.